I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. I'm excited about my upcoming eight-week online strength training program that starts August 5th. I love this program because you can do it in 15 minutes or less. It includes a free app and you get daily reminders on your phone. How cool is that? So I hope you join me. The program starts Monday, August 5th. Join today on balancedbybeth.com. Liz Cazares is a registered dietitian with an integrative approach to holistic health. She has her master's in nutrition and dietetics from Loma Linda University, owns her own nutrition practice, as well as teaching diabetes and heart disease prevention classes for Tanner Care in Monrovia, California. She is here today to talk about diet-free weight loss. Welcome, Liz. Hi. It's great to have you, you. in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your journey to become a dietitian. Um, well, nutrition has always, I think, been something that I was interested in. I just kind of went back and forth um, between like all different kinds of majors when I was younger, and then I just kept coming back to that. So I decided I finally needed to do that. Um, but it's a, definitely a long process. It's not easy. A lot of the classes are classes that um, if you're going into nursing or any type of medical setting, those are the types of classes you start taking like physiology and a lot of chemistry classes. Um, those are all the prerequisites to get into the program. And then from there, you you get into your program. You just have a lot of um, science classes. What um, benefits did you find? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> what benefit did you find going to Loma Linda? I mean, Loma Linda is one of the blue zones. Yeah, people there live till they're in their hundreds. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did, what do you feel like was beneficial about doing a dietitian program at Loma Linda? Um, I liked the program there because before you can sit for your state boards, you have to take an internship. And the internship has to be a year long. So usually you you graduate with your bachelor's degree and then you apply for an internship on top of the bachelor's degree. And they're very competitive because they let a lot of people into the nutrition programs, but they don't have enough, um, enough internships. So one of the things that was really nice is that it's a private school, so the classes are really small. They have a hospital on campus, which is a teaching hospital, and the internship was actually coordinated into our program. So instead of doing labs and things like that on paper or in class, we would go to the hospital and do our labs, kind of like a little hands-on and talk to patients and just kind of get a feel for things. Wow. And then I didn't have to apply to an internship, which was nice. That is really and nice. And I got that done in two years instead of three or four. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So why did you want to become a dietitian? Um, like I said before, I love nutrition and I've always loved nutrition. Um, I just kept going back to it and I just think it's so like interesting, the body and how food works and how you metabolize food and all of that stuff is just super interesting to me. 
Well, let's talk about it a little bit. <laughs> uh, so before we get into our topic today, which mm-hmm. is diet-free weight loss, uh, could you maybe talk a little bit more about your personal life and maybe what led you to this? Maybe some struggles that you've had with eating and nutrition? Yeah, I think that... Um I didn't realize it until probably I was into my program, but I think, and that's what I was going to mention a little bit before too, I think one of the reasons probably that really led me to it subconsciously, I I love nutrition and I love all the science and everything behind it, but I think um, I kind of had some disordered eating patterns and things like that brewing for a really long time, so I like to kind of say that... um, Nutrition, like my program, kind of made things a little bit worse, but it kind of saved me at the same time um, because I did develop an eating disorder in the middle of our program. But That's interesting. Yeah. Tell us more about that. <laughs> um, it's it's pretty interesting. So I was so before my program started, I was really into nutrition and reading all these books, and I got really into the vegan lifestyle, and I kind of tend to take things and run with it, and I can be very black or white. So. Um, I, if I read one thing and see that one thing's bad or it has all these side effects, I kind of like take it and run with it. And so that's kind of what I did. And so I kind of became extremely vegan um, to the point where I would just obsess about every little thing. And I just started getting obsessed with my body image, the way I looked, exercising. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. And then I say that nutrition kind of saved me because in the beginning, it really stressed me out learning about how everything is broken down, how things are turned into fat and everything in your body, which stressed me out. But then at the same time, it kind of taught me better ways to eat. Um, And it led me to people who were involved with Loma Linda that were able to help me like therapists and other dietitians who deal with people like that. Hmm. So it helped me. Um, What kind of therapy did you do? I went to a therapist who especially works with people who have eating disorders. So a lot of it was obviously finding the root cause. Obviously, it's not food or body image. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just one of the ways those types of things can manifest. They can manifest into alcohol problems, all kinds of things. Um, So for some of us, it's not that obvious. But tell me more about that. How does... um, so you're saying an eating disorder, there's deeper root issues mm-hmm. like? Um, well, things could be like most of the time it's trauma and most of it, I mean, males do have eating disorders too. It's just a smaller um, percentage and that's mostly because I think they're afraid to talk about it and most people think males don't have eating disorders. Um, but it, it's most most females that have it most of the time have been some sort of molestation when they were younger. Um, Any type of trauma can lead to it or things people say, getting bullied, teased. So many, there's a lot of reasons. So when you say eating disorder, what do you mean? Well, there's different kinds of eating disorder. So there's anorexia where you just don't eat. Um, There's bulimia where you're eating but you're throwing up the food. There's binge eating. There's... um, there's a bunch of, um, I was just reading about them today. I'm getting all caught up because I'm getting excited about it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> no, but there's, so I'm sure you've all heard of like orthorexia. No. Where, oh, you haven't? No. Okay. Educate us. <laughs> That's a word. Here for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell us the basics. Like so, we need basic nutrition. So, 101. Uh, 
<laughs> so it's kind of something that came out a couple of years ago. Um, it was coined by this doctor who became obsessed with eating healthfully. Um, and he called it orthorexia. So it it's kind of not so much of, I don't think it's identified in, what is it called, the diagnostic manual for something that therapists use in doctors. Okay, um, to, like the ICD-9 codes. Yeah, something to diagnose a patient with some okay. sort of mental issue. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, but, um, but it's mostly like people that are not so much ups- thinking about their body image, but more obsessed with eating healthfully to where it gets a little out of control and it, it, it you, you start to obsess about it and it takes over your life. And people like that do lose a lot of weight and they are malnourished and unhealthy and... So what kind of eating disorder did you have? Um, it's kind of hard to define. I feel like it got it was a little bit of that. Um, it had a lot to do with body image, um, excessive exercise. I think if I didn't kind of finally, um, I guess I subconsciously knew it was always happening, but I didn't really want to admit it, I guess. Um, but when I finally did admit it, it, it was com- probably coming to the point where I would have full-blown been, like, anorexic. I, I probably would have significantly cut down my calories and started exercising more. And Okay. Where it just is very unhealthy. Yes. Okay. I was tired and stressed and anxious. and Yeah. That's interesting what you – orthorexia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So people that think too much about their food. <laughs> I mean, is that kind of what it is? It's more of um, just because of all like the food trends. So um, people that are being starting to get gluten free or going on the keto diet or people who decide they want to go vegan because it's healthier. It's more of an obsession of being healthy in a way of not putting unhealthy foods in your body. So just eating plants. Um, not eating any animal meats or eat, not eating any dairy because you hear dairy's bad for you or that it can cause cancer. It's more of like the hysteria around foods that that people say might make you sick. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So at what, because it does sound like, you know, going plant-based. I mean, at what point is it an unhealthy thing um I think when people get very rigid and they aren't willing to um they aren't willing to kind of budge a little bit given the situation that they might be in so for example say you're at a party and you're hungry and you need to eat but the only thing that's there are maybe some vegetables and cheese and ham and like kind of like a like a cheese spread like you would go to a wine place um but the only thing you're willing to eat is the vegetables because you're afraid that if you eat the meat it's going to be bad and you're it's gonna it's kind of then your thoughts kind of snowball like if I eat the meat then this is what it can do to me and this is what's going to happen and then I'm going to be sick or then people are going to think different of me because I'm not like sticking to my diet does that kind yes, of make sense? Yes, that okay. makes sense. <laughs> so then the flip side of that, mm-hmm. which I know is one of your passions, is mm-hmm. for people to have a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. Can you describe that a little bit more? Yeah, so that's more of um, 
obviously still eating like keep staying healthy so it's more of um not just the food part but it's more of like a whole body thing so setting yourself up for a better lifestyle so making sure you get enough sleep making sure that you exercise enough making sure that you're eating plenty of fruits and vegetables whole grains and good proteins um but also allowing yourself to go out to a restaurant and have a burger and fries if it sounds good or have some ice cream if you want some ice cream and kind of just be in the moment of your food and listening to your body if you're hungry then eat if you're not hungry don't eat kind of those things and not focusing on more of like calories or looking a certain way but thinking about how you feel about everything so how do you do that how do you get in touch with your feelings it takes a long time okay well (laughs) you come and see me and I can help you okay so that's what you do you Um, help mm -hmm. people get in touch with their emotions yeah so it's more about thinking um kind of outside because food is very emotional um everything is revolved around food family events you go to are revolved around food parties you go to um it's you can't really escape food and so I feel like if you're always trying to look a certain way or be on a certain diet, it's going to be really hard and stressful and you're, you're not going to be able to enjoy the situation that you're in and enjoy the company that you have if you're always thinking about if you should or shouldn't eat something. So it can suck the living life out of yeah, your moment. Yeah, it can be really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It can be really not fun and no one wants to be around you either. Really not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your guiding principles? Um, I think the first thing I like to teach people before even diving into um, even like the basics of nutrition is recognizing the difference between if you're hungry or full and kind of rating your hunger on a scale of one to 10. Um, So that would be like hungry or full. So we'll start. So kind of talking about the difference between hunger and appetite. So hunger is like that hangry feeling where your body like tells you that you need to eat. And appetite is more of the want to eat. So think about like walking down the street and I love cookies. So we'll say cookies like you're walking past a deli. You're not hungry, not thinking about food or anything like that or more of bakery, not a deli. Um, And you smell some fresh baked cookies and you think, oh, maybe I want a cookie. And then you go inside and you buy a cookie. You're not really hungry, but at the thought or the smell or the sight of food, you decided you wanted to eat something. Um, So I like to teach people that and then trying to rate their hunger on a scale from 1 to 10 once you can identify what it feels like to be hungry and what it feels like to be um, not hungry. So one or a four would be um, like going out to a restaurant and you're you order your food and you have to wait like what 20 or 30 minutes for your meal to come and you're hungry but you can wait enough to to wait to eat and then um, so let me back up. I get so excited when I talk That's about great. this stuff. That's great. No, it's very If helpful. you can, you probably can't tell in my voice. Um, so you want to rate your hunger on a scale from 1 to 10. And you, on that scale, you want to be between a 4 and a 7. So like I said, the 4 is you go to a restaurant, you're hungry, but you could wait 20, 30 minutes to eat. And then a 7 is you're eating, but you would also be satisfied if you stopped eating. Um, so then that's kind of when you stop eating, even if there's food left. And that was a really hard thing for me to learn because growing up, um, so my parents are divorced and on my mom's side, everything was fine. Like we didn't have to finish our food if we weren't hungry. But then when we go to my dad's side, they're the Mexican side and you don't eat until your plate is clean. And if my grandma gives you food, you never say no. 
Uh, so I didn't really learn how to decide if I was hungry or full. So I was constantly always overeating yeah. all the time. And so I'd be like really uncomfortably full. So that rule kind of helped me to identify for myself like when I need to stop eating. And it took a long time. And then there was kind of that also anxiety of like, I don't want to waste food either. That was kind of like a little part of my eating disorder too is – it was so weird. It's so mm -hmm. many different things. Um, but I didn't want to waste my food either. So then I just like stuffed myself until I was full mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't waste it. So going back to the hunger scale, um, four to seven is the range you want to be in. And it, it'll take a while to kind of find what works for you. And then the one to the three is where you're like ravenously hungry. So that would be like the hangry part. Um, so if you've had a long day at work and you forgot to eat or if you had a really hard workout and you're just super hungry and you can't wait to eat and you just like eat everything and everything without thinking about it. And then usually that takes you like to the eight to 10 point where you're just like so uncomfortably full that you have to unbutton your pants or right. take them off and put on sweatpants stuff that we probably do on the holidays mm -hmm. <laughs> right not the most healthy eating pattern <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about diet free weight loss what uh -huh. do you mean when you say that um so i mean more of not counting calories so a lot of like the mindful eating comes into that so identifying your hunger if you're the difference between hunger and appetite rating your hunger on a scale from one to ten um, and then once we can do that, of course, talking about like different food groups, what your plate should look like. Of course, most of the time you should be eating a lot of whole grains, fruits and vegetables, lean or plant-based proteins. And then some of the time just allowing yourself to eat some dessert like a cookie or ice cream or if you're a sweet, savory person, some french fries or something to satisfy your craving a little bit too. Do you have a, like a percentage of what you like can find that's helpful for people you know people say the 80 20 rule or yeah. 9 90 10 rule or I it's, don't know is that helpful it's really it's been hard for me to define because I feel like like what everybody has their own normal or their own um moderation so it's kind of hard to define that um so but. someone that tends to say eat too much sugars uh -huh. or I mean how do you guide them in that process how do you mm -hmm. you know they're eating ice cream every night and yeah. they're trying to lose weight mm -hmm. what's your how do you get underneath that for somebody okay. yeah so um I would start so I, I like to meet people where they're at so somebody who's doing that obviously um, it would be talking about like what's their portion size of the ice cream and trying to cut back from there or cutting the ice cream back to maybe three days a week. I see. Yeah. Okay. So maybe just, so you're not saying cold turkey. No. Because that doesn't help. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> because when you think of things as off limits and you finally have a chance to eat it, it's kind of like a mind thing. Like you're going to be like, oh, well. I can't have ice cream. I can't have ice cream. Oh, there's some you ice cream. Want it. So then you overeat the ice cream and then you get mad at yourself and you beat yourself up and then you just either like screw it, I'm done with this or you like get really restrictive again to the point where it's like, oh, no, now I need it again because it's never going to be there. So I'm going to binge eat it. OK, um, so I don't believe in restricting things. I kind of just believe in cutting back. So it just depends on how much it is for that person. So say they're eating um like three cups of ice cream every night maybe we'll cut it down to like one cup every night or if they could do one cup three nights a week 
Something like that. Okay. So you're really working with your client yeah. to figure out how can we, I mean, ultimately, you got to. How can we help you meet your goals, but also f- like feel happy doing it? Yeah. Enjoying life. Yeah. And, and setting you up to be able to deal with every situation you're in because around the holidays, there's parties, there's a lot of barbecues and holidays on the, um, in the summer. So just setting yourself up to even making better choices when you go to those parties, but also allowing yourself to kind of indulge a little bit at the same time. Cause mm-hmm. as you get older, you're always just more things come up and you just can't avoid a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So how do you help someone who just really feels like they cannot lose weight? Uh-huh. How do you help someone? Um, so it's definitely um, like a whole lifestyle thing, like I said before. So I will take their whole lifestyle into account. I'll see how many hours they're sleeping. How do they relieve their stress? What is their job like? Um, are they exercising? What do their meals look like? I'll take a like a three-day food recall so they can either write down everything they eat or they can show me pictures. What are they drinking? Are they drinking a lot of soda, a lot of juice? Um, are they drinking a lot of alcohol? Okay. So, so it's a full life yeah. overhaul. Yeah, but not so much where I'm like telling you to eat broccoli and chicken every day. <laughs> right. Something, Something that feels that doable. works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind yeah. of a partnership. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's actually what I do in physical therapy. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot the same. Yeah. It's, you know, they want to get stronger, a little more active. Yeah. And you start slow. You see where the, what they enjoy doing. Do you like to walk? Do you like to bike? Do you like to swim? Okay, do what you enjoy. Exactly. I mean, that's so important. Yeah, because if you set, like, unrealistic goals, then you're never going to be able to maintain them. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, that's great. Do you have, um, like any apps that you recommend or YouTube videos or Mm -hmm. books for Um, someone that might be interested in looking at more lifestyle changes? Yeah, I'm trying to think of things because I read so many books. Um, One book that I really love that um, is really helpful for a lot of people is Intuitive Eating. Okay. Um, I think they have it in audio too i don't remember i'm not for sure okay but it's a really easy read well at least it was for me i'm kind of a nerd when it comes to okay. stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> you like that sort of stuff okay yeah. well that's good that's some like maybe just a place that someone could start yeah and it kind of goes back again to like hunger cues and not calorie counting and giving yourself cutting yourself some slack when it comes to feeling like you ate something like in quotes like bad mm-hmm. um so it's it's nice good yeah, that sounds very relaxed, mm-hmm. relaxed uh, lifestyle. I had a couple questions yeah. um, just about the benefits of fasting. Yes. I would like to know about that. Okay. So I feel like people have been asking me about intermittent fasting. Uh-huh. Is it good for you? Is it healthy? How do you do it? What are your thoughts about that? I don't have a problem with intermittent fasting. I feel like we all kind of do it without even realizing it because you probably eat breakfast. I feel like most people eat breakfast like maybe seven or eight, and then they probably stop eating dinner around like six to probably eight. So most likely people are already getting in that like 10 to like 14 hour fast. Um, And is that healthy? I mean, helpful for your body to... Yeah, it's so, so it just, there's a couple of things. So 
I think we already all kind of fast. Um, mm-hmm. We just don't know it because we're sleeping, so we're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think it just depends on the person. I don't think fasting is bad. It just depends on what works for that person. Some people get really hungry and they don't want to fast. They think about food all the time and it just doesn't work for them. Or maybe they're picking too long of a, a window or their, their window is too short to eat. Um, But also a lot of studies comparing fasting to other types of diet, like calorie-restricted diets or different kinds of things, didn't really find um, much of a difference. There's a little bit of a, a, like a slightly higher, better outcome of fasting in terms of like um, metabolic disorders, like preventing diabetes or decreasing for people who might have been at risk for diabetes or different heart problems, decrease their risks a little bit more compared to um, like just people going on a calorie restriction. Okay. Um, but they didn't really find much of a difference. I mean, it's ultimately a way to research. cut your calories, yeah. really. So, so it's just s- another way to maybe lose some weight or feel better. Mm-hmm. And if someone likes that and that works for them, yeah. there may be more of a type A personality that would say, I'm not going to eat from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And that works. Yeah. Also, though, with a lot of the intermittent fastings, people are not only eating within a certain period of time, but they're also changing the way they eat, too. So they're not just eating... Um, like steak and potatoes, they're getting a lot of fruits and vegetables in. They're still meeting their calorie needs just in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. But they're also eating, um, like their plate is looking a little better. They have their whole grains, they have their lean proteins, their fruits and vegetables, their healthy fats, things okay. like that. So they kind of change their diet too. Is there any danger? I recently heard of someone who fasts, breaks the fast at noon, uh-huh. and then starts fasting again at 430 so this person just eats for four and a half hours uh-huh. a day. Um, so there, you kind of, it just depends on what kind of fasting you're doing. So if you are doing, um, I was reading a book. If, if you're doing more of a fast like that, you're still getting your nutrients in every day and it's not kind of throwing your body off. But if you're doing a fast where maybe you don't eat for a week or something like that, then there is more of a risk for what they could call like refeeding syndrome. Um, so if you're fasting for a long period of time, you're not getting a lot of vitamins and minerals like electrolytes into your cells. And so when you start to eat a lot really fast after you haven't eaten for a long time, you get a lot of sugar in your blood. And when your body's trying to pull that sugar into your cells, it also pulls a lot of other electrolytes into your cells that shouldn't be in there or there's just too many of them and not enough in the blood so you, people can have a heart attack or other sort of organ failures Interesting. for that. But I feel like that's a pretty extreme case okay. of it. So kind of rare. Not rare, I okay. would say, but I feel like most people aren't going to have... I don't want to say I don't have faith in people, but I feel like most people aren't going to have that... Um, what's the word? Not like dedication to it or willpower to fast that long like a week mm-hmm. okay that's that's it's what you're talking hard. about <laughs> yeah with with your life with all right with working and kids and everything else you have to deal with yeah to to do that yeah all right well thank you for sharing with us about just nutrition mm-hmm. and 
Do you have tips for just some basic tips for people that you, you know, from your years of education um, that you find are most helpful when it comes to just daily nutrition? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you mentioned what a plate should look like. Yeah. What should a plate look like? Yeah. So I'm sure you've all heard it or maybe you haven't, but you want half of your plate to be fruits and vegetables, a fourth of it to be a whole grain. So like um, whole grains or starchy vegetables. So whole grains would be like brown rice, quinoa, um, all of the other exciting new grains, superfoods that people keep talking about. Um, and then also and or starchy vegetables. So a starchy vegetable would be potatoes, squash, sweet potatoes what else um some like whole grain pastas or um all the other types of new like bean types of pastas those would all be uh, a grain or a starchy vegetable and then of course the lean proteins so chicken fish turkey eggs soy tempeh beans um legumes so legumes would be um what are they called the other little beans that are like green and orange Green and orange? Lentils? Lentils. So <laughs> lentils. On the tip of my tongue. So okay. lentils, so those would also count as, as a, protein a protein and a starch, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could have half of your plate of lentils, half of it. Like a, a vegetable. Vegetables. <laughs> Fruit, yeah. Fruits. You might be a little gassy later. Yeah, that might be rough. <laughs> um, and then drinking a lot of water. Okay. Yes. So coffee, tea, juice, soda, those don't count as water. Yes. Just water. Yes. And I went to a pelvic floor uh, continuing education and learned that we should be drinking half of our body weight mm-hmm. yeah. in ounces. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was actually, I was drinking way too much water and I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. Well, I'm better <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just as we close... Tell me about three daily habits or routines that help you stay healthy. Um, okay, so I think most of the time I try to wake up at the same time every day. So Monday through Friday, I'll wake up at 6, even if I don't um, have to be, well, I can kind of make my own schedule a little bit. So usually Monday through Friday, I'll wake up at 6, and then before I have to go to the gym at 7 for an hour, I'll just kind of sit in the quiet and, like, read a book or read the news and drink my coffee or do something to kind of start my day off in a relaxing state because I noticed when I was kind of just, like, getting up and eating breakfast and going to the gym and taking a shower and going to work kind of, like, feeling rushed – I just like it kind of made my day really stressful so it's kind of nice to have some quiet time in the morning Mm -hmm. to just kind of relax before the day starts Um, I always exercise in the morning I just love that and it's become more of like a habit for me I probably I exercise like pretty much every day Mm -hmm. Um, that's great not like super high intense stuff yeah. every day. It's just, just more things. of like a habit of brushing, mm-hmm. like th- like brushing my teeth. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, when, I, when am I going to exercise? Yeah. Um, what do you like to do? Thing. Um, so I like to hike. I like to run. And then I go to, uh, what is it, like hit training or interval training at a gym in Pasadena. Okay. That I love. That's great. Um, What's your third habit or I'm routine? I think. I know I have one. I haven't been doing this as much, but I like to also wind down before I go to bed. 
probably like an hour before I go to bed. I also go to bed pretty early. Um, but I like to meditate, so I use one of the apps that only for 10 minutes because mm-hmm. I usually end up falling asleep. Um, <laughs> or I read. I usually – one of the other thing is I always try to journal at the end of the day and just, like, write down what I'm grateful for. Anything that happened, like if I'm kind of stressed about something – I just write it down and it kind of gets out of my head and I don't worry about it when I'm sleeping. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they find you? Um, they can find me at lizkaznutrition.com. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I don't go on it too often. Okay. <laughs> but it's, So website's the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, okay. thanks for joining me today. Thank you. It was great getting to know you and thank you for your tips for nutrition. Thank you. Yeah. Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice.